0: Good to see everybody this morning. So you're probably all wondering who's going to get slimed. You just have to wait. No, it's good to see all of you here this morning. We are um, continuing our series in the Ten Commandments and We'll be, uh, uh, we're going to be on command, commandment number four today, and then we'll be going in, uh, finishing the rest of them through uh, the month of, of September. How many of you remember this commercial from the 1970s? How many of you? You weren't even born in the 70s. How many um, remember that commercial, Kelgon, Take Me... Away. How many you remember that? Okay, a lot of you remember that. Remember that? It was just like that person had a rough day, and I don't even know what Kelgon was. It was like bath salts or bubble bath. I don't even know what it was, but it was supposed to relax you from the hard day that you had and all the stresses of life. Let me ask you this morning how are you doing with your rest? Are you finding peace and quiet? How are you doing in that area of your life? How many of you this morning, you say, Pastor, I'm a little stressed. I'm all stressed out. How many can say that life at times just stresses us out? Commandment number four has everything to do with rest. How can we find rest in our lives? And I want you to know that God gives us this gift of rest, and very rarely do we find it. And so I want to remind us this morning how important rest for our souls are and how it helps us to relate to God and to know what his plan and his will is for our lives. But our hearts are so restless. You know, there's the proclivity of our heart to move on to the next thing and to move on to the next thing and then move on to the next thing. And and God wants us just to be still He wants us to find those moments in our lives where we are just quiet, where we're sitting in his presence, where he can replenish our souls. And I think for many of us, we run, 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 and we don't replenish our souls. And that's why we burn out. That's why we're stressed. That's why there's anxiety in our lives. And I want you to know that that's not how God wants you to live your life. And so as we've been studying the Ten Commandments, what we have found out about the Ten Commandments is the commandments are not a bunch of do's and don'ts, a bunch of killjoy to make your life miserable. But the commandments actually are an avenue that allows us to enjoy our relationship with God and others. The commandments are all about an avenue to allow us to enjoy our relationship with God and others. And so what I want to look at today, we're going to be in Exodus chapter 20, looking at verses 8 through 11. And we're going to be looking at this fourth commandment about Sabbath, Sabbath rest. This is probably one of the most misunderstood commandments of all the 10, right? If you think do not murder, duh. That's pretty self-explanatory. Not a whole lot of dialogue that God gives within. He just says, thou shall not murder. But it's interesting in in Exodus 20, how much room God gives to the Sabbath. And I think we have misunderstood what the Sabbath is. So I have a lot of stuff here today. I'm going to try to go as quickly as I can because there's so much stuff that I want to give to you today to help us to understand how to really understand what rest is. So we either ignore this or not really understand it, or we abuse it. So let's look at what Exodus chapter 20 says, verses eight through 11. Here's what God speaks to his children, to Moses at Mount Sinai as he establishes relationship with them in the desert. He says, remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but on the seventh day is the Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. And on that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons, your daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. But on the seventh day, what did he do? He rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. Can we say amen to God's word? Amen to God's word. Now, I want you to note here that this verse, this one commandment, God wanted us to hear something. The fourth commandment takes up one third of all God wanted to say in the Ten Commandments. And you would think murder, adultery, stealing, lying would have more space. No, the Sabbath has the most space. There's something that God wants to speak to us here. Understanding the Sabbath correctly is critical if we're going to have a healthy walk with God and rest for our souls. Our souls are restless. That's why we do one thing and another thing and another thing. That's why we we just fill our lives and our schedules are so tight and all this stuff because there's a restlessness in our souls. And the Sabbath, if we understand it correctly, is a gift that God wants to give us to find rest for our souls. So it's the Sabbath just about taking time off. The basis of the Sabbath rest, of, of Sabbath rest comes from the beginning of the Bible in the book of Genesis, and that's why God mentions this in the fourth commandment. After creating the world, God looked at all that he made, and he said it was good. Not only was it good, he said it was very good. So then it tells us that God ceased from his work. God not only ceased from his work, but I want you to understand this because this is important. He stopped to enjoy and reflect on his creation, enjoying the fruit of his labor. How many of you are a little weird like me after you get done mowing your lawn, mowing your grass, and you just step back and you smell that freshly cut grass, right? And you look and you're like, man, I mowed it really good today. I mean, the lines, I did a diagonal cut today. It looks good. I look better than my neighbor's yard. Yeah, man, I schooled you today and how I cut it. Have you ever done grass angels, like snow angels, where you just get in your grass and you just, you know, do this gra- Okay, Okay, I went too far. Too much information. Sorry about that. Um, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's how we can miss it, miss the Sabbath. The Sabbath is not to be a burden, but something we actually enjoy. A time where we can reflect on the goodness of God. This is why God mentions Genesis. He stopped to reflect on what he just created to rest. Did God need to rest? No. But it was a pattern set for you and I today. This isn't something that God gave Israel thousands of years ago. This is something for you and I. It's it's as relevant today as it was then. And so basically what the word Sabbath mean, it just means this. It means rest. That's what the word means. It means rest. So let's get this right. Let's understand what the rest means, what this means, and where we might misunderstand the meaning of the Sabbath. So. Let's dig into that, and then we're going to talk about how we can get this rest into our life and actually obey this fourth commandment. Some would say, according to the Old Testament, the Sabbath should be on Saturday. That is the seventh day. And so the question would come, why don't we worship then on Saturday? Why do we worship on Sunday? Other denominations, such as the Seventh-day Adventist, Worship on Saturday. Many Messianic Jews also worship on Saturday. So the question is, are they right and we're wrong? Are are they more biblical? What's going on here? I want you to understand that the Sabbath was created for rest. The Sabbath was created for rest. Now, here's where the misunderstanding comes. The misunderstanding comes when we equate the Sabbath more with worship when the church comes together and worships on Sunday. So what is it? Is it Saturday or Sunday? Are we being unbiblical by worshiping today? So what is it? Is it Saturday or Sunday? Let me give you the quick answer. The quick answer is this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay? There's been great debate about this, but let me, and I'm going to give you the reason why it doesn't matter. The Bible nowhere commands us to worship on the Sabbath. It was set aside for rest. Now, follow me here. In the Old Testament, worship was a continual sacrifice. Continual sacrifices were made daily in the temple. With that said, I'm going to make it really confusing for all of you. That does not mean that we can't worship on the Sabbath or technically on Saturday. So with no work, the Sabbath would be an ideal time to come together and worship, which the Jews did. So let me be clear. We are not mandated to worship worship on that day. There is no scriptural evidence of the early church or apostles observing the Sabbath as a day of worship. Pastor, you just messed up my whole world. So let me let me explain this. Here's where the confusion rests. And hopefully this will clear things up for you because some of you are raised in a culture where if you did anything on Sunday, you were just condemned. You couldn't do anything. You couldn't throw a baseball, you couldn't wash your car. You couldn't mow your grass. You couldn't do that. that. That was wrong. So where do we get this wrong? Where do we get confusion? Confusion is the rest in the corporate worship or what day we worship on. So what is the reason for Sunday worship? And then we're going to explain the reason for Sabbath. What is the reason for some Sunday worship? I'm so glad you asked that question. Here's the reason for, for Sunday worship. The early church emphasized Sunday for what reason? Somebody tell me. Why is Sunday so important? Jesus rose from the grave. That's the resurrection. Jesus rose on Sunday. And so the, the early church emphasized Sunday for the reason it was the day Christ rose from the grave. And so they met to celebrate the resurrection. We don't celebrate the resurrection once a year at Easter We celebrate the resurrection every Sunday when we come together and worship. Amen? We celebrate what God has done to us, the new life and the forgiveness of our sin. So some would say that the Emperor Constantine changed the Sabbath around in about 325 AD for the simple reason he could, because he was the emperor. So what, what Constantine did was he made Sunday actually a legal holiday, so Christians wouldn't have to worship in the catacombs before dawn on Sunday, and there was a lot of persecution before that, so that many had to worship in secret. And so they would worship early Sunday morning, and then they had to go to work. Now, you should be thanking Constantine for the two-day weekends, because that's where that started. So... I want you to understand Constantine didn't change the Sabbath. What he simply did was he recognized what Christians were doing for hundreds of years prior. So I want you to see that the Sabbath rest ultimately is fulfilled in Jesus. It's not about the day. It's about Jesus. Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. And my question to you is Have you found your rest in Christ? He is the only one who can give you peace. He is the only one who can settle your hearts. He is the only one who can reconcile your broken relationship back to God. He is the Lord of the Sabbath. So Jesus is the fulfillment of the Sabbath rest. He is the Lord of the Sabbath. So Jesus fulfilled every. Demand of of God the Father, he completed and fulfilled every single commandment. So how are we to react to the fourth commandment today? How can we rightly honor it in a way that's honoring to God and not another work, not making it legalistic? The Apostle Paul deals with this for us, and I'm glad for his words. Let me tell you how he writes the early church on those struggling with recognizing the Sabbath or other holy days, and how Christians tend to use those to divide themselves. Well, I celebrate, you don't celebrate, so you're not as spiritual as I am. Listen to what Paul says, Colossians 2 to the church in Colossae, chapter 2, 16, 17. He says, don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink, or for not celebrating certain holy days, new moon ceremonies, or Sabbaths. For these rules are only a shadow of the reality to come, and Christ himself is that reality. Jesus is the fulfillment of that. He's the fulfillment of the Sabbath. Once again, Paul writing to the Romans in Romans 14, 5, and 6, he says, One person esteems one day better than another. Well, we worship on Saturday. Well, good for you. Great. We worship on Sunday. Nah, 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 nah. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's, it's not the day. It's who we're worshiping. One person esteems one day better than another, while another esteems all days alike. For each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor to who? To the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor to the Lord, since he gives thanks to God. And while the one who abstains, abstains in honor to to the Lord and gives thanks to God. So what is Paul saying here? For those who follow Christ, Sabbath keeping is a matter of spiritual freedom, not a mandate from God. Since somebody say amen, just give me one amen there. It's a matter of spiritual freedom a gift that God gives us. There's nothing wrong with worshiping on Saturday or Sunday. One day is not more holy than the other. We should be worshiping every single day. So it's about worship. We got worship in the Sabbath rest confused with one another. And we took a day and we said, well, this is the only day and this is the day we have to worship. We got that confused. So if we are not bound by it, and it's a matter of personal conviction, and the Sabbath seems to be part of the ceremonial laws of the Mosaic covenant, which we are not bound to, then what is the center of the Sabbath and how can we honor that? The center of the Sabbath is rest and enjoyment in God. Do you realize that God wants you to enjoy your relationship with him? He doesn't want it to be drab and mundane. He wants it to be vibrant and alive. And so what God does is he gives us this gift of Sabbath so that it can invigorate our relationship with him. And I think the reason why sometimes we are tired or we're not motivated or our relationship with God has gone stale is because we don't understand Sabbath. We've allowed the things in this world to creep into our life, to move God out of the picture and everything else replaces that. And then we try to, to, you know, just allow God to do something great in our, our hearts. And we're like, I, I, I don't feel it. I don't, I don't have it. It's because we've missed what Sabbath means. So what is at the center of Sabbath? It's rest and enjoyment in God. I love what Tim Keller says here. He says, Sabbath is, is more than external rest of the body. It's about an inner rest of the soul. We need rest from the anxiety and the strain of our overwork, which is really an attempt to justify ourselves, to gain the money or the status or the reputation we think we have to have. Avoiding overwork requires deep rest in Christ's finished work for your salvation. Only then will you be able to walk away regularly from your vocational work and rest. Our minds have to shift. Listen to what Jesus tells those who felt burdened by religions and trying to keep all the rules and regulations that their religious elite were trying to force down on them. Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 11. He says says to those who feel burdened and heavy laden, he says, come to me all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you what? Rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. Because I'm humble and gentle in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burdens I give you is light. See, I think sometimes as Christians, we're so busy trying to do these things for God, which is fine. We should serve God, we should serve one another, that's fine. But I think in our matter of working for God and working for God and doing all these things for the Lord, we forget to have our relationship with God and find our rest in him. See, it's fine to work for God, but, but I think some of us can hide behind all our work for God. And it can be a smokescreen for not a personal relationship with God. You look good on the outside. You're doing all the work, and we we have to be careful about that. And, and I'm not saying that people's hearts are in the wrong place. They're like, well, I got to work for God. I got to do this. I got to do that. But God says, no. I want you to find rest in Me. I want you to know me personally. Then your work for me will be motivated out of your gratefulness and thankfulness for me out of the relationship that I have with you, not motivated, motivated by performance or how well I look or how well I look in comparison to other people. So what, what's the answer to our anxiety and stress? The answer is Sabbath. The Sabbath is a gift God gives us to rest in him. It's not about the day you worship on. The Sabbath is a gift that God gives us to rest in him. The Pharisees in Jesus's time, what they did with the Sabbath is they sucked the joy right out of it and they made it a duty, right? They added to it and they added to it and like, you couldn't do this. Don't touch the doorknob because if you turn it, that's work, whatever it was. I mean, they just, you know, don't pull a gray hair out of your head. That's work. You know, whatever it uh, and I'd be there for a long time, but you know, it's just over and over. They just added layers and layers. And it just became a burden. They sucked the joy out of rest and enjoyment in God. It would be, listen, it would be the same as, as going to Disney world, right? Now, I mean, if you go to Disney, you are going to drop some coinage there, right? You know, it's going to be expensive. You know, you're going to spend $15 on a popsicle. You know that going in. Okay. Just prepare yourself. So it'd be you going to Disney World for three days and complaining the whole time how expensive Disney World is. Now, you got your kids and you're like, man, this is so expensive. Oh my goodness, $25 for a soda and I just, I can't believe this and your kids are crying because you're complaining about how much it costs, right? Listen, listen, buy your $50 Mickey hat and zip it, okay? (laughs) Zip it. Just buy it, wear it, enjoy it, okay? So... (laughs) See, that's that's what the Pharisees did with this gift of rest to us. They added so much to it that it stopped becoming rest. It became a duty. I got to make sure that I, I'm not do. Should I not do this on this day? Am I doing enough? And it just became a burden, and it missed the whole point of enjoying our relationship with God. So, how do we find how do we find that Sabbath rest for our souls? How can we truly fulfill? The Sabbath. Listen, you can work 60 hours a week or work 20 hours a week and still not find rest for your souls. We can read the Bible and go to church and still not find rest for our souls if we're doing it with the wrong motivation. We can eat right and exercise seven days a week and still not find rest for our souls. All these things in themselves are not necessarily bad, but to find true Sabbath, we need to understand Jesus's words about rest. It was interesting. There was a book, by a medical doctor, uh, Richard uh, Swenson, called Margins. And what's interesting, 150 years ago, publishers would cram as many words as possible onto a page. There was no margins. And what they discovered is the more words they would try to cram onto a page, the more tired people would become reading that. And they actually would become fatigued and they would actually retain less. Um, And your brain begins to fail. And what they discovered is that we need margins so that our eyes can rest. I need pictures too and some pop up things. That helps me too. So, anyways, um, but we need margins in our lives. And here's the reason why we have filled our lives with so much stuff, and we wonder why we're tired. I remember as a kid just having those open ended days where we had nothing planned. And we did whatever. And my parents would just say, remember your parents saying, go outside. Go outside and, 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 and do something. So we would. We'd go outside. We'd build forts in the back. We'd make four-foot bike ramps without helmets. We did not wear helmets then. Explains a lot. We'd not wear helmets. Um, you know, we would play war in the back. And, uh, you know, we, we didn't have these airsoft guns. We had BB guns. And we used them on each other. I don't know if that was real smart, but we, no goggles, no helmets, just picking off your friends as they went by with your BB guns. That probably wasn't a good idea. I wouldn't recommend that to anybody. Um, But this is what happens when you just let your kids go out and play in the woods, okay? But it was fun, right? It was, right? It was fun. So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. We've, we've lost that, that idea of just open-endedness. That we feel like our days have to be fulfilled from point A to point Z. We become so overstructured. We have our smartphones, our smart watches, we organize everything, we organize things to death. Yet we're more stressed than ever. More stressed than ever. When you would walk around my neighborhood as a kid, people would actually sit in the front of their house on their porches, in their swings, in their rocking, you'd walk by, hey. Miss Giovanni, how you doing? Good, Barton, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Why don't you come on in and have a cookie? Okay, I'll come in and have a cookie. Right. It was just people relaxed, enjoyed their neighbors. You know, now we just we zip into our driveways at eighty five miles an hour, we shut the garage down, we got the next thing to go to. See, for some reason we feel we need to cram as much into our week as as possible, and we feel uh, that need to have our children involved in every activity possible and filling their lives. But the question I want to ask you is Are we building margins in our lives that allow us to find rest? Are we building margins in our lives that allow us to find rest? So I want to give you three types of rest that you can work into your life that we have to be completely proactive here to do this so that we can find rest and we can enjoy our relationship with God and find that true Sabbath rest. So let me give you a couple of things here. Contemplative rest. What does that mean? Contemplative rest. This is a regular time of prayer and Bible reading. Here's what I would tell you to do. Take a rest from social media. Even if you took a day, a week and said, you know what? I'm not going to go on social media. I'm just going to take a rest from that. It's, it stresses me out and I need rest for my soul. That that contemplative rest is, is, is saying to yourself, I'm going to take time just to focus on God with my time, time of prayer, time of Bible reading, rest from those things that can so easily distract me. So here's, here's what I would recommend. Don't have your phone near you. Don't use your phone as your Bible reading plan. Here's the reason why. Can I tell you why for your contemplative rest? Here's the reason why. Are you guys ready? Here's the reason why. Because when I do that, guess what happens? Something pops up. Somebody emails me. I'm like, oh, who did you see? Oh, gosh, they got a. Pre-. And I'm like, you know, 45 minutes later, I'm not even. I'm like, what? A, oh yeah, I'm supposed to have contemplative rest, and I'm worried about this. Put that away. Take out this. This is called your Bible. Okay, this is old school. Okay, but take out your Bible, right, and open it and read it. it. It doesn't have pop-ups, it doesn't have notifications. Okay, there's no notifications here. It's just your Bible, you and the Lord, notepad, taking notes, and just dedicate that time just to rest and enjoy. Don't don't make it a chore. Don't make it, oh I have gotta get through my Bible reading plan. <laughs> right? I got to get through four more chapters or I'm going to miss my Bible reading plan. If you're doing that, you're missing the rest. It become now it becomes another thing that you got to add to your life. That's not what God wants. He wants you to enjoy it. As you read the word, contemplate on the word, reflect on the word, let it speak to your hearts. Ask the Lord what he's saying to you through his word as, as he speaks to you. The next thing is just fun rest, fun rest. What are you doing that is just fun? Here's what some of you need to do. You need to get a tire and you need to put a tire swing in your backyard. You need to go on your tire swing and put your Mickey Mouse hat on. Okay. And just start swinging on your swing. And here's the thing. I want you to take a picture and I want you to put on social media that you can do. So I want, I want to see that. Just what are you doing for fun that you actually enjoy? Is there something in your life that you set aside that like, man, we just got to unplug. This is fun for me. This is not a chore for me. Maybe it's a hobby, whatever that may be. Make sure that you set a, t- a time side for just fun rest. And and the third one here is this this strategic rest or proactive rest. So here for me... Um, my day off is, is Friday and I really try to make that my, 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 my Sabbath rest. And thank you uh, to those that know that and honor that. Um, because I know if, if someone texts me on that day, I, I, I'm, I'm going to probably text you back. I can't, I can't do it. I, I just, I've, I'm going to probably do that. Um, but thank you for helping me to honor that, that that day off that, that Friday of Sabbath, I really try to use that day just to replenish my soul, to do something fun, spend time with Kathleen, just doing whatever is, is, is fun and, and just refills our soul. You need those days. Set aside those days, be strategic in how you do that. Be strategic in your contemplative rest, be strategic in your fun rest, be strategic in um, your in and your rest and, and being proactive and setting uh, whatever day that is to find that rest that you need for yourself, and let the Lord speak to you. Let the Lord replenish you. Some of you, your battery is just on zero, and you are stressed out, and you need to be replenished by the Lord. And here here's my question to you. What can you change now to allow for more margins in your life so that you can honor the Sabbath? What can you do? What are some things that you can change now that will allow you to add more margins in your life? And maybe it's just saying no to some things and just allowing God to speak to you. That's not saying no is not a selfish thing. Sometimes you need to do that because you know what your limits are. And allowing God. Because listen, um, when God charges your batteries and he replenishes your soul, he will give you that strength for your work. He will give you the strength to help you to do what you need to do. But if we're not taking time for our soul, we are going to burn out. We're going to be anxious. We're going to be stressful. And that's not what God has for us. He wants us to enjoy our relationship with him. You see, Jesus comes and gives us that rest and gives us that peace for our soul. He is that Lord of the Sabbath. So my question to you here this morning is, where where is your relationship with Christ? And are you finding your rest in him? Are you doing things for God, but you're not really worshiping God? You're not sitting at his feet and just thinking about him and worshiping him and thanking him for everything that Jesus has done for you. That's where God wants you to be. And then the things that we do for God and the work that we do for God and how we serve God and we serve God's church and we serve one another are going to be motivated out of a heart that's full out of a heart that's been recharged by our relationship with him. The reason why people, I think many times in Christianity get sour or get bitter or just get cynical. How many know that things happen all the time around us. No one's perfect. We all make mistakes. I think the reason why many times we get cynical or hurt in Christianity is because we're not feeding our own souls. We're not feeding our own souls. We're not coming back to God. We're not coming back to our relationship with Christ and allowing him to do the work that he needs to do in our hearts and our lives. So I would just, your homework is this. How am I setting up time in my life to bring margins into my life? That I can find rest for my soul. So I want to pray for you this morning, and for those of you that just feel uh, you're stressed out, um, I want you to come back to Jesus, the Lord of the Sabbath, and allow Him to find, allow Him to to work that into your heart and your life, so you can find your rest ultimately in Him. Listen, how many know we're always going to have stress? Something's always going to come up, right? But when your heart is at rest with the Lord, you're able to deal with those things because your heart is at rest with the Lord and you'll be able to deal with the stress and the things that come up in your life. The thing that is, we've allowed no margins in our life. So when those things come up, it just stresses out even more and more and more anxiety creeps into our hearts and our lives. And God says, listen, find that time with me and let me replenish your soul. So you're able to do the work that I've called you to do. Amen. Amen. Would you bow your hearts with me? And let me just pray for you today. And we're going to close in song and then someone's going to get slimed. So let's pray. Father God, we, we thank you for the gift of Sabbath. We thank you for the reason you gave it is that we could set aside that day to reflect on you, to reflect on your holiness to know who you are and how good you are. And I pray, Lord, that you would do that work in our hearts and our lives today, that we would find that true Sabbath rest in Christ Jesus. And for those that are here today that have not established their relationship with you, Jesus, they can do that right now, whether they're watching online or or here live. Lord, I pray that they would call out to you. Anyone that calls out to the name of the Lord will be saved, shall be saved. So, Lord, I pray we call out to you. And we establish our relationship with you, Jesus. Thank you for your forgiveness of our sin. Thank you for everything you've accomplished for us because we can only find true peace when we are in Christ Jesus. And then, Lord, I just pray for us that are just busy and there are no margins in our lives and we are just fatigued. I pray, Lord, that we would be proactive in finding those margins in our lives so that we can connect with you and that you can replenish our souls. So that we can do what you've called us to do and that we can be pleasing in your sight. So we thank you for your word. We thank you for your love. And we just ask these things. In Jesus' wonderful name. In Jesus' wonderful name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Can we thank the Lord this morning for his word? He's worthy of it, he's a good God. Amen.